Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of I Feel the Podcast. I'm your friend Sachi Kaur and here I have my partner Tisha King. So last week we discussed about the love that we give to ourselves and this week we're going to discuss on the love that we give to others and how we show up for others. So by the end of this episode, these are the two things that you're going to know about. One, the different love languages. And second, why your love language is your love language on the basis of science. So the concept of love languages was first introduced by Dr. Gary Chapman and he wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. And it basically went over five different types of ways that people can receive and give love. So the first one being words of affirmation, the second, quality time. Third, receiving gifts. Fourth, acts of, acts of service. And then finally, physical touch. So we'll get a little bit into the neuroscience a little later. Um, but first, we kind of want to talk about our love languages and how we like to give and receive love. Yeah. And, you know, there was, um, I haven't read the entire book, Gary Chapman's book, but there was something super interesting that he talks about. He uses this metaphor and that is love tank. Mm -hmm. is like how big is your love tank because I feel like whenever we talk about love languages some people they want to be shown a lot more love of course depending upon you know what their love language is right and if your partner is helping you fill that love tank emotionally so you feel like fulfilled in your relationship Right. So that was something so interesting to me that, you know, we have to, in a relationship, two people have to try and fill each other's love tank. Yeah, because if you don't so, have anything in your tank, you don't have anything to give to anyone else. To, that, that's true. I mean, I think first is we have to fill our tanks, our self-love tanks. And then there's this tank, <laughs> which the is the, tank. the relationship tank, which, you know, of course, when we are in a relationship with someone that person has to help us fill that other tank. Right, exactly. So that's how I kind of see it. Yeah, and also it makes me think about in relationships in general, just mm -hmm. how you know when you have enough to give someone else. That's, I think that's a very interesting conversation and it will require another episode <laughs> <laughs> for us to discuss. Maybe next week. Maybe next week, yeah. So since we were going to just start talking about the love languages and we know like there are five different love languages that people have so tisha what's your love language my top two love languages would be quality time and gifts and mm -hmm. i think that's because uh, when i was younger like growing up my mom would always come home sometimes or this is just like the first example that comes to mind whenever mm -hmm. she would come home she'd be like oh i have something for you i got a little trinket of things for you and i yeah. would always get so excited like just yeah. to see what it was and sometimes she'll still still do that now, like when I go home and things. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a reason why I really like gifts. It doesn't have to be anything big, but just like something small to show that you were thinking about the person. Usually, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cute. Well, I think that's how when we are children, and the and the ways that we've seen love when we were children is what I feel kind of develops into our love language when we grow up. Definitely. So when I think about my love languages, I feel like quality time and acts of service for me are my love languages. I think 
the first and foremost quality time why that is is because when i was a child my my dad he was like super super busy all mm-hmm. the time and since he did not have enough time to spend you know with me i always craved for that quality time mm-hmm. so when we had that time it just made me feel so secure and so loved yes, and I've you know just looking for it now exactly and so that's what i think i need in my relationships is that quality time and i think acts of service is something very cultural so yeah we'll kind of discuss about how what is the science and why our love language is the love language a little deeper yeah yeah definitely i mean we can just go straight into that now to talk about like a little bit okay. of the, okay. the neuroscience okay. behind so one of the reasons why we have different love languages each of us is because of our neurochemistry so some of the neurotransmitters that we have in our brain mm-hmm. so if someone has higher levels of dopamine they may be more partial or likely to like gifts because of the it's activating the reward center right but if someone has more oxytocin, which is the love hormone, they might be more partial towards physical touch. Which is so interesting that yeah. just like our chemistry or hormonal chemistry can, how it influences so many of our behaviors. Exactly. And I, I don't think sometimes like we go into that level and we think about things that deeply that, oh, it might just be my hormones and I think when we're talking about you know different people have different nature Mm -hmm. I think that's also the reason why because we have different hormonal chemistry that's why we are all different yeah and it's not like instinctual for you to have certain um, love languages that you know may be going against your chemistry like if Mm. you really don't like physical touch maybe that isn't your own fault it's your (laughs) maybe yeah because you know i know there are a lot of people like just in general not in the relationship you know aspect but just in general a lot of people like don't like too many hugs or they don't like to be so touchy touchy Mm -hmm. so i mean that's maybe that's the reason why yeah yeah i think that definitely has something to do with yeah i know even with family like I always have to tell my nephew to stop touching me (laughs) (laughs) he wants to put his feet on you or just be like in your bubble I'm like please stop yeah not that I don't yeah it's just that's just not my my favorite my top love language yeah got it because now now that I'm thinking about it I feel like I although my mom she likes to hug but I am more of like a hugger and I like to hug very frequently to the Mm -hmm. people I love and she's not like that and that is why when I was growing up, I used to feel that, oh, she doesn't love me enough. Mm-hmm. But that that's just not the case. It's just that she she's not that very touchy-feely kind of person. Right. So it's interesting to know how hormones affect everything. Exactly. About us. Every little aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the other reasons why people have different love languages is the attachment style. I know a lot of scientists specifically, you know, in these days are talking about having a secure attachment style, having an insecure attachment style and, you know, finding out what's your attachment style been. Mm -hmm. I think for people who've had a very secure attachment style, they got enough like attention from their parents and there was a lot of like quality time and all of that that happened when they were growing up. They have a very secure attachment Mm -hmm. style Mm -hmm. and some people... I think who had to you know you see children who are always crying right. and they're yelling so that the parents pay attention to them mm-hmm. I think they have when they grow up 
they have a that insecure attachment style mm-hmm. and i think that insecurity also comes out in very small things which i hadn't noticed earlier but now that you know we we go in depth of all these topics i start thinking about it i think a lot of times you know when you are in a relationship okay and somebody you've been texting back and forth with and it's been a couple of hours that you haven't received a text right you mm-hmm. get so anxious like mm-hmm. oh my god where is this person why hasn't he or she texted back right so i feel that insecurity kind of stems from your childhood Mm-hmm. in certain ways and what your attachment style you know has been mm-hmm. and i've seen people who are like super secure about everything about themselves about life in general i mean they understand that oh that person didn't text back because well he might be busy he might be yeah, you know into something personal, pretty much yes not taking it personally so yeah. there are a lot of small things which stem from your attachment style Yeah. Yeah, the attachment styles in general have seemed to become like a hot topic yeah. more recently and mm-hmm. I think it is good that people can at least identify with which one they resonate with the most and then it's I feel like it allows you to learn a little more about yourself. Yeah. And just do like some like self-development type of work to figure right. out why it is that you act the way that you do and maybe make changes if, you know, you don't like that about yourself. of course and i think it's just when we talked about being self aware being more aligned with what we want what we don't want thinking about all these things just yeah. helps you become more of you and the best version of you definitely yeah mm-hmm. so the last aspect that can impact your love languages is your culture so there may be cultural differences that exist between different groups of people that would also lead to us being more partial to one type of uh I was going to say attachment style <laughs> one type of love language or another yeah. um and I guess for myself what I can think about um kind of in like the black community I would say usually when you have like grandparents and stuff and you mm. go over to their house sometimes they like force and food down your throat yeah. like just making sure that you eat and all <laughs> that you have everything you need yeah. and I feel like that's a type of love language as far as like Uh, families go yeah. that I can think about culturally um it's a little harder to pinpoint exact one for relationships though I know I mean of course you know when somebody feeds you you feel like because they make that food with so much love you can kind of feel that warmth and love yeah. when when somebody's doing that for you and i think in the way that it can actually tie into a relationship where i see in my case sometimes when i talk about even acts of service so if let's say i'm in a relationship with someone and you know he he's making a meal for me and you know he knows that i want to be taken care of and fed and all of that mm-hmm. and because i know indians they're very hospitable they love to do like little things you know for people even as guests or even family mm-hmm. so i think in in some ways that is why acts of service is my mm. number 2 that makes sense as a love language because yeah. that's what i've seen growing up you know even mm-hmm. in like the family and everything everybody just just wants to do things for you all the time yeah so it kind of seems like overall there's this nature nurture I mean, scientists always go back and forth between like what's what has the bigger impact and it seems like they both kind of like 50/50 here as far as love, love languages go because yeah. you have your culture and like how you grew up that greatly impacts how you love and love others and receive love and then right. you have like the 
biology, the chemistry of yourself that is just kind of the, the nature of who you are. Right. That's that's a great way to, I think, put it when you're talking about, you know, nature and nurture. So nature is your biochemistry and the biology of everything. And the nurture is all of your experiences and right. the culture and your childhood and everything that, you know, you were around when you were growing up. Right. Just to tie everything. So tying together. everything, that is how your personalities are formed. That is how your love language is formed at the end of the day. So I think you wrapped it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So now we do understand what are the different kinds of love languages and why on the basis of science do our love languages differ from one another. So with all that knowledge, I want to start the rapid fire, which will kind of extend our conversation a little bit. So let's dive straight into this rap. Well, I think it's not so rapid a fire, <laughs> but there are these are very fun questions, which you know we asked actually ChatGPT. If you haven't heard about ChatGPT or use ChatGPT, it's it's a hot thing right now. Go ahead and use ChatGPT for your assignments and the questions that you want to yes. ask. Ask it anything, and it'll give you an answer. Exactly. So these are the questions that you know were given to us by ChatGPT. So let's dive straight into these questions. So the very first being, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word love? We've kind of talked about this several times now. And I like, as we were talking about it, I was thinking like, maybe this could be a, not a typical love language, but a type of love language is just food. Food is what you think of? Yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I think my answer is going to be... I, I don't know what to say, but I think the stage I'm at at the moment and the way like my family uh, has been kind of pushing me that, oh, you know, it's time for you to get married and this and that. Mm -hmm. So now when I think about love, marriage <laughs> is what kind of comes to my mind. That makes sense. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Two completely different sides of the spectrum. Very, very different. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so have you ever taken the love language quiz? I don't think that I've officially taken it. I just like researched the different love languages and just kind of mm -hmm. picked the ones that I resonated with the most. Nice. But I've never actually taken the quiz before. Have you taken it? I have actually. Oh, okay. I have taken the, the love language quiz and my top two actually came out from that love language quiz. So to everybody who's listening and everybody, you know, who's watching, if you want to take your love language quiz, we will drop the link in the description so you can go and take your love language quiz. It's super interesting. My sister actually introduced it to me and we took it together. So it was mm, really fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and take that love language quiz. And also tell us after you take it, tell us what your love languages were. Yeah, that'll be so fun to know. With that also, did your answers or the responses that you got, did it surprise you? Like as you were answering the questions, did you know what which top two you would have or did was it no. like a shock? It, was a shock? I mean, I, I kind of knew quality time, but I didn't know acts of service was going to be my second. Mm -hmm. I thought physical touch was going to be my second. But mm -hmm. after I took the questionnaire, I realized that, oh, no, acts of service is my second. Okay, nice. And they're very tough questions. So you really have to sit with yourself when you're taking the love language quiz but okay. it's a fun quiz so you definitely should take it nice i might take it now too just to to see if yeah. i'm actually right or not yeah yeah 
All right, so do you think your love language has changed over time? I love this question, by the way. Yeah, the, the quality time, I don't think that hasn't changed, mm -hmm. but I think the gifts definitely, I, I'm just starting to realize that that's something that I actually do like, mm -hmm. like to receive just, I think in like a romantic sense, it's just any sense overall, I, I, I like to get gifts. Mm. So I, I just didn't know that about myself. So I don't know if it's necessarily changed or it's just like the awareness of like, this is, I actually do enjoy this. Uh, okay. I see. I see. And it's interesting. I think as we grow up, we realize so many different things about ourselves and just figuring that out is also a fun process. Yeah. So, well, I think has my love language really changed over time? I mean, pretty much I didn't know that acts of service was something that was that you know it was so close to me mm -hmm. physical touch i think of course as a teenager that's what you think <laughs> is your love language but eventually you know you get to know that oh maybe not mm -hmm. it's 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 down below right <laughs> you know so yeah okay so do you think it's important for couples to have similar love languages well I think this is a complicated question because mm -hmm. I think the love language you like to receive isn't always what you like to give. Mm -hmm. So like I like, like I said, I like quality time and gifts, but I like to do acts of service for other people to show that I like care about them. Mm -hmm. So I guess it more so I would think it matters that what you like to give is what the person wants to receive or at least right. be kind of open to working with them if like if if i don't like physical touch and someone else does i have to be willing to at least try right if that's how they want to be loved like <laughs> right you gotta put some effort for it so I, yeah i guess yeah so i think it's the more what you give they want to receive mm -hmm. just like understanding what your partner actually wants to receive yeah now that i think about gifts i'm like i love giving gifts <laughs> to the people you know I love I just even family I feel like I love buying stuff for the people mm -hmm. I love but I am not very big on getting gifts and mm. a part of the reason why I think is because I feel I don't like if I get a gift I'm very unsure if I'm gonna like it or not so mm. I'm like you know what don't just just don't, apprehensive. Don't get me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's tough I think just in general for me to like stuff very quickly so mm -hmm. But I love to give mm -hmm. a lot of gifts. Gift giving is fun though, because I like seeing the other person's reaction when they yeah, open it. Yeah, when they open the gift. Especially gifts. like Christmas time and things, and everybody's like opening stuff at the same time. I yeah. love seeing everybody's like, yeah. Oh, that happy reaction. Yes, yes, that feels yeah, so good. That is nice. Okay, last question of the rapid, or not so rapid fire. <laughs> Do you think love is more of a feeling or an action? Action. I would definitely, mm. I think you maybe feel in love, but maintaining love with someone takes work. It takes a lot of work. So I think, yeah. I think it's more of an action than a feeling on its own. Mm -hmm. What yeah. do you think? I agree with you because I feel that the feeling, it's, it's that, it's that anxiety in the beginning. It's also those butterflies in the stomach and all those amazing you release all the hormones in the beginning when you're in a relationship but with time it fades away and the honeymoon phase yeah the honeymoon phase it just fades away and after that what remains is 
that conscious choice of loving this person that you're with right so it becomes eventually an action more than a feeling the feeling might just come and go like i feel any other feeling we're not always happy we're not always sad you know so we're mm-hmm. not like always feeling love towards the other person but it's more of an action that so, brings yeah. another question to mind i want to ask okay. you <laughs> so if you mention in like the marriage and everything like that's mm-hmm. what you think of with love do you think that or are you apprehensive about maintaining that for the long run like how you said the work that comes with it after the honeymoon phase is over Mm -hmm. do you think that will be hard for you or do you think it's something that will just like come naturally when you find the right person i'm scared as shit (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea about this truly Mm -hmm. i do not know like I know in relationships that it is a lot of work but then it's it's I think it's a it's a bigger question of do you think that you will be able to be with that person for the rest of your life because it's a huge commitment I mean it's great for people who find that right person or I don't know really if there is a right person or right. you make a person the right person for right. you so that's a whole yeah it's opening another can of worms yeah. i think is like <laughs> can you maintain or how do you maintain a marriage do you think you'll be able to maintain a marriage i think it's a lot it's a conscious choice like can you do you yeah. want to yeah i i kind of agree it's, it i feel like it would be nice for it to just come naturally like something you just do yeah without like instinctually but i think it would be a lot of work so like it, yeah. it's just going to be the conscious decision to every day and wake up and choose this and not run exactly because i think running is easier at times definitely i don't know i think we just we wouldn't know until we're in that position, in the position yeah and in those shoes yeah so yeah i don't know it just i think because looking at other couples when i think of when I just think of couples in general, everybody just looks like makes it look so easy. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I want that too. But then I'm like, is it that easy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I think also with like social media and stuff and what people post, you might think that, oh, like how much romance this couple has in their lives and whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. in truth, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. 100% true. So, social media is selling us on a lot of bullshit. Yeah, a lot of false dreams. Yeah. All right, so that was super fun. And that concludes our rapid fire. And just having this conversation was so great and made me even think a little bit about myself and how I process things. So, thank you for being there for this conversation loved it yeah definitely and also if any of the questions spark your interest also just leave us a comment with your response so that you can be a part of the conversation too so we're going to end this episode with another gem of the week or some food for thought so this is where we just leave in a quote to end the episode off and the week off so this week we have the best love is the kind that awakens the soul and makes us reach for more that plants a fire in our hearts and brings peace to our minds. And that's what you've given me. 
and that is a quote by Nicholas Sparks. That was a beautiful quote. More of like a fairy tale quote. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very <laughs> sweet. Okay, so now that brings us towards the end of our episode on love languages and why we have the different kinds of love languages. Whatever you felt, please feel free to write in the comment section what was your love language, why do you think your love language is your love language and we would love to listen to all of that you have to say. Yes. So thank you guys for listening this week and check us out next week for the next episode. Mm-hmm.